Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Hi. Hi. Today, we are going to be discussing a little movie from 2000 with major 1990s vibes. Yeah. Titan AE. Um, so this is a movie that is from my childhood. I have great memories of seeing it in theaters with my father. Um, and I've watched it since then, but it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. Upon rewatching this time, it's... Um, I didn't, not sure if it aged as well as I thought. <laughs> Doesn't. <laughs> I was watch, yeah, I was watching it. I was like, man, Kyle really hyped this movie up. It was, uh, it's okay. Yeah, my my memory had some bias going on there, you know. Yeah. Um, I still personally really enjoyed it, especially since, uh, you know, let's just get into it. It's a, it is, I think, the last Don Bluth film. I don't know why that is. You'll know Don Bluth? Mm. Uh, He is like, he's from the original like class of animators from Disney, but he went off and made his own production company. Um, You'll recognize some of the titles that that he's famous for. Uh, American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, There are a lot more. Hold on. Uh, uh, Rocka Rocka Doodle. Hold on. I, I have a list. The Secrets of Nim. Oh, Secret of Nim is another one that's literally like one of my favorite animated films um, from growing up. Land Before Time. Land Before Time, another classic. Yeah, like Don Bluth. Oh, and also uh, my father would be upset if I didn't bring this up. So uh, he also is responsible for the animation in the Dragon's Lair stand-up arcade game. I've never heard. What is a stand-up arcade? Oh, like a... You know, like an arcade machine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, "What do? What does that mean?" Yeah. So, um, he did the animation for a game called Dragon's Lair, which is a difficult game to say the least, as old arcade games like to be. Mm -hmm. I guess let's start on the animation. Fuck it. Uh, The animation, (laughs) the animation, I think is, is gorgeous, except. There are times when they are in space. So like most of the movie, it's 2D animation. And it's classic Don Bluth looking pretty crispy. Yeah. But this is a space movie, a, a sci-fi movie, or mm-hmm. more science fantasy, but we can get into that. Um, whenever they're in space, they, they like to use uh, the 3D animation that we have discussed before. I don't think I noticed that. I just must not have been paying enough attention. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. So whenever they're like in their spacesuits, um, huh. they're all they're all it's like three D animated. You can kind of tell. Oh, I couldn't. I must uh, just be dumb. Yeah. So Tej, um, he wasn't necessarily qualified for this podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is the first person that said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, right. Get him. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we, now we can get into the story. The, the story is essentially Earth gets blown up by some aliens, yeah. um, Death Star style. And then humans are refugees pretty much in space. They're scattered 
scattered throughout space. Um, mm -hmm. There are little colonies. Some of them are just loners. Some are like kind of pirates. It kind of feels like or mercenaries. Um, and that's the story. And then the the story. <laughs> the, the, the story. And that's, that's it. And that, that's, the, that, that's the story. All right, bye guys. Story. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> bye bye. <Yeah. laughs> um, so that's the setup for the story. And then the story is our main dude Kale, voiced by Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, is the son of a dude that invented a ship called the Titan AE. Or no, it's called the Titan. AE stands for After Earth. That's my bad. Um, wow. So it stands wow. for I'm not qualified. After Earth. <laughs> uh, <This> is... <laughs> so uh, he invented a ship called the Titan. And when the Earth exploded, he went and he hid it somewhere in the universe. Yeah. Um, and it's like humanity's last hope. And throughout the movie, it's not exactly clear what that means. And then you find out at the end. And it's super dumb. It's very dumb. Uh, it makes it makes absolutely we'll get to it, but it makes absolutely no sense why that thing exists. Yeah. Uh you know, being a child, I, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But watching now, I was like, what are you got? That's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever, you know, there's so that's why I was saying this is more science fantasy. Yeah. Um so these like crazy uh light based aliens show up so for all of our you know video watchers kyle just drank something out of a clear glass however because of the filter that we have on you couldn't see the glass so it just looked like he was opening his mouth and miming sucking a dick uh so enjoy that Sorry, that, that really <laughs> took me out of the explanation for a second. So where were you? Oh, so these um, these light-based aliens, like, they show up and they destroy the Earth and they want to destroy all of humanity um, because, I don't, I don't know if I missed it, but no reason I could discern was ever given. They just wanted to. Yeah, it's very weak. It's pretty much the humanity once the titan project happens it's like the word gets out in the universe i guess and they're like humanity is a threat they can they can use the, the titan word to do what it does but the word although, gets out and yet nobody knows what the titan does so who did the word get out to true true i like did they even know what the titan's capabilities were because apparently no one did also also we're being very coy about what this stupid Titan thing does. Um, but, and we'll get to that. Don't, don't worry, we will get to that. But I just want to say any civilization that can create that magic machine that is the Titan can defend against an alien invasion. You're telling me they could do that, but they have no planetary defense system? Okay. I couldn't get it out of my head that the need for this kind of device, the need for this kind of device, the Titan, um, was only needed because the aliens came and destroyed everything. Yeah. Uh, so why were they building it in the first place if all it was going to do was bring mayhem down upon them? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I started thinking about it a bit too much last night. And I was like, wait a second. It doesn't even make sense why they built that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
like what what is the point of this like was this a was this like a backup plan for for what like because there's two scenarios either one they put all of their resources into building this and that's why they have no like defense capabilities or they got i guess caught by surprise but it sounds like they knew it was going to happen just not when that they were going to get bloated up so like I, I i don't it does not make sense and i hate you know there i i know we watch these movies and we're like you know this is these are movies are made for kids blah 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 you have to suspend some disbelief this movie was like a more adult themed movie like people are getting shot all the time they got like matt damon in it like you can you can take four seconds and write a cohesive plot like it doesn't it just doesn't make sense what what's happening yeah so i remember growing up like and having this and the another movie that similar but much better i'm realizing treasure planet i had those at the same level in my brain yeah but this movie re, is basically re, just a bad re, treasure planet Rewatching, it i was like oh no wait, no this is like a bad version that yeah. doesn't make sense <laughs> treasure, treasure planet came out two years later and i bet they were like wow all the bad stuff let's just take it out let's keep the let's keep the five good things including kind of the main character's haircut and let's do everything and including let's get to it the fucking soundtrack of this movie drove me nuts oh my god okay thank you i was about to i was gonna say <laughs> it, it drove was so me. bad it was awful i was just like so this movie came out in 2000 so it, it was made in the 90s and yeah. you can feel it every time a song plays you feel the 90s and this is this movie so supposed to take place in the 31st fucking century yeah and oh my goodness dude the music is awful another thing that treasure planet does much better <laughs> yeah it's 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 so bad it's like i mean i don't know if you've ever heard the term like butt rock yeah I have. but it, it feels like butt rock and like i i looked it up because i was like who are these people that are that are that did the soundtrack and it's a bunch of different artists and i have not heard of a single one of them not a single one of them except creed did uh they they used hire from creed in i guess the trailers for the theatrical uh that they showed in theaters creed is the most butt rock yeah but it's also yeah. the most famous of everyone on the soundtrack and they only used it in the trailer that's wild i mean it's it is obvious that like a lot of the budget it was animation and the voice cast yeah i mean they probably just like paid some dude off the street to write the story it's and the voice cast. i mean i don't know well no the voice cast is all a-list but not good voice Regular acting does not always translate to voice acting. Even um, Ron, even Ron Perlman kind of just sounded like he was phoning it in. Like that's Ron, the most boring I've ever felt listening to Ron Perlman talk. I mean, Ron Perlman, he, he's in the movie for what five minutes of it. He he only had to show up for probably thirty minutes of recording. That's uh, he an probably, easy paycheck. Probably called it in. He was like, yeah. <laughs> um. I am oh. a professor, blah, 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 Kale. Yeah. You have to help us build this salad. That's why I named you. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, oh oh um the the alien dude that becomes kale's foster father voiced yeah. by tone look yes i, I noticed that <laughs> when i was looking at the uh the because i watched this on amazon and it when you pause on amazon it like gives you the actors names and i saw his tone look and i was like what yeah how did they how did they build this to him like who just who, a, yeah. who, who came to him and was like hey you want to do this part you, you want to be a blind mostly useless alien and it's, i don't think he don't, and it's wild because none of his music's in the movie no maybe this was his first like hey maybe i'm going to break into acting and then he decided not to after this yeah, immediately afterwards <laughs> um i wonder if he did a bunch of other movies i'm sure he, he probably did that to, oh, he did a lot he did a lot. Oh, he did a lot. None of these are. None of these are any good, though. No, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Oh, okay, the first or the second one? No, the first one. Oh yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. he's in Fern Gully. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Regardless. Regardless. Weird, weird choices. Um, I don't uh, know. The two main leads. Matt Damon. And, and Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, a white woman playing a, a space Asian. Yeah, and so I, I was thinking about this last night. I, um, so it's the 31st century, right? So you would yeah. think a lot of humanity would be blended by then. But at the same time, Drew Barrymore, a blonde white woman, it still doesn't feel right to have her playing this Asian lady, even if it is the 31st century. Yeah, there's also only like five actual human characters that have voice lines in this movie. Um, and all of them, except for Drew Barrymore's character, I think were white people. So yeah, you yeah. could have hired you could have either hired an Asian person or just given that character a less Asian name than Akina Kunamoto. Yeah. Was Scarlett Johansson not available to voice this character? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, that's like I think we touched on that on another episode. It's just that's something that has definitely gotten better, luckily. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I'm willing to believe that you know, yeah, this is the 31st century. Who knows what the state of you know the human race is at this point? But like, guys, you had five voice lines or four, five voice uh, people. Like, you couldn't. You couldn't have picked somebody else. Although I drew Barrymore. Roses where roses are due. Uh, Nathan Lane and John Leguizamo fucking killed it. Did John like was John Leguizamo the little? He was goon. The, yeah, the little weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he was the weird motherfucker. Yeah, he killed I, it. I liked goon. Goon was funny, and Nathan Lane was like the bat guy. Yeah, he was the the bad bad dude, but yeah, he he did it. He did it well. He did, a, he did a good job. You could tell who cared about doing their voices. And then, like, you have Matt Damon, who I don't know how old he was at this point, but he is playing, what, a 19-year-old, like, person and does not sound like a 19-year-old. He, he doesn't, and he, he just... Sounds like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, I, I once again, memory is, betrays you, but I remembered him his voice acting being like a highlight but in this watching of it i was like he actually like isn't that good at it it wasn't terrible 
It wasn't uh-huh. Terry. It was no Drew Barrymore, but like, no, I couldn't you know, have done better. You know what I mean? I'm not, I won't claim that I could have done any better, but like, there's a reason that there's actors and then there's voice actors, like voice actors know how to act when they're not on screen, like when they're acting for animation or something. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, it's, that's just the way it be. It's, they're radio stars, they're TV stars, you know? <laughs> Did you know what the, the budget for this movie was? No, I did not look that up. It was, oh, no, oops, I'm looking at Treasure Planet. It was uh, 75 to $90 million. Wow. Box office, $36.8 million. Ooh, what a hit. And that's probably yeah. the reason that that's the last Don Bluth film. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one who bought this DVD. Shit, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> this DVD is always in the discount rack. And I'm just like, oh yeah. man, people don't appreciate this for the classic that was, but now, dude. No. I mean, now so, you're now you're putting it at the bottom of the like the that pile at Walmart. You're like, I don't know else to see this. You know, so I am gonna I'm still gonna stand by liking it, but that's fine. Just, just, yeah. But just with a grain of salt, knowing that it's not as good as I remember it being. And I'm sure, I am damn near certain if I were to watch Treasure Planet, that it would hold up to me. It wasn't It wasn't a terrible movie. Like, I wouldn't give this, like, a 1 out of 10 or anything of the sort. I just have seen the same, basically the same story done so much better so many other times. And granted, this is a 22-year-old movie, so... Yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, so let's let's get get back to jumping into the story. Oh yeah, where were we? Where were we? Exactly. Um, it, it's Earth blows up. up. Earth, Earth blows up. Earth blows up. Our main dude, Matt Damon. He is just he's like a mechanic, and uh, humans are like third class citizens. They are treated like shit to the back of the line. You know all that. There's a lot of like um, anti not well, I guess antebellum era and like. Um, God, what is the word I'm thinking of? Oh, the civil rights movement era, like racism that's going on uh, against humans by other aliens. Like, I, I believe they use the word uppity quite a lot. They do. Uh, that, I remember being like, oh, that's a term you don't hear thrown around a lot. <laughs> no, no, which when you, when you consider that every actor except for every character that's a human except for Drew Barrymore's character is super white, it's like you guys could have used some, you guys could have used some more less loaded language, but. Yeah, and um, could have taken a page out of Batman Beyond's book. Um, not, I'm not going to bring it back to Batman for too long, but ba- Batman does a great thing of whenever it shows the future, they have this like new invented slang that they use. Yeah. Use new slang, invent some shit. Don't, don't use uppity. This definitely sounds, yeah. And it's aliens using uppity. It's aliens using uppity. <laughs> I don't use uppity. Like no one I know now ever uses uppity, even racists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they know it sounds pretty racist. And yeah, they don't want to sound like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's that's something that I definitely took me out of this movie because I, I a lot of movies do that where they're set in the future, um, like far in the future, and people just sound like whatever time period the movie was made in. Yeah. Like or- just think of the slang that's changed between like when we were in high school to now. Totally. 
Yeah, it, it's so different. I don't shiv. What did you say? Battleship? I said, I don't shiv. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said battleship, and I was like, oh battleship. my God, how, how old am I? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I like how, I like how as this, as I'm getting more and more angry about this movie, the image quality on my camera is just getting more and more like pixelated. So it's like, it's, it's like I'm disintegrating from anger. <laughs> <laughs> You are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm rolling with it. It looks like I'm having like a, a Zoom conversation with, with like an emergency transmission from the 1950s. Yeah, no, seriously. It's like I'm about to add, tell you that you're my only hope. Yeah. And like press a button. I don't yeah. know what's going on, but not important. Um, uh, anyway, so main dude, Matt Damon. He's just been sort of drifting. Um, and then this dude that we see in the beginning, who uh, was Matt Damon's dad's friend or partner. Yeah. He shows up out of the blue. He's like, hey, you still have that ring that your dad gave you? And he presses some buttons on the inside. Somehow our character never noticed all these buttons. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> he never took the ring off after his dad put it on, obviously. Yeah. Dude, also- I'm, I'm married. I take my ring off every single night. I don't know. It's I don't think you can wear a ring for that long. Feel be uncomfortable. Also, he got it and it fit his finger when he was like nine. Well, you know, five or something. This is fifteen years later or something crazy. Well, the one ring is able to change sizes too. Okay, yeah, this is obviously yeah. (laughs) It might be the same one. Yeah. (laughs) So then, once the buttons are pressed, he puts the ring back on and he has a map on his hand. And this ring will only show the map on his hand because it's encoded to his father's DNA, ergo his DNA. Um, so a great adventure ensues while they are being chased by the the dredge, which are the uh, energy beings that yeah, those are the bad guys, yeah, that, that hate humans. Pretty cool name for a bad guy, though. Yeah, the dredge, cool name, arguably cool name. Yeah. So they narrowly escape. Yeah. Uh, the ship that they like escape from the little compound and the, the windshield breaks and they would have just been dead because their internal organs would have sucked out right into space. No, I'm pretty sure no, that's how it works. But no, um, not true. But no, they just hold their breath. And this kind of uh, mirrors um, a scene from another Matt Damon movie, The Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, with they heat. So in this movie, in Tainai, they use a fire extinguisher to propel themselves through space. Yeah. Cool. Um, In The Martian, he does something very similar, Matt Damon's character, to propel himself through space. So I was like, "Uh oh, that's cool. Um, That's not important, though. So, but I I did look it up. Um, You don't die. You don't necessarily die immediately if you're exposed to, like, the vacuum of space. And that's one of the things that I think this movie did right, because... And I forget what the guy's name is, but not Matt Damon's character. Like literally right before they bust through the windshield, he tells them to like exhale really loudly, right? Doesn't he? Oh, he does say exhale. Yeah. And that's because if you have air, if you're holding air in your lungs, your lungs will explode basically. So when you're in the vacuum of space, you can last for like two, three minutes. Um, You will pass out within... 20 to 30 seconds because 
um, your brain becomes depleted of oxygen because there's no more air to yeah. circulate that around, but you wouldn't die immediately as long as you're not like holding your breath or doing anything because your skin will keep your organs inside you. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. They did that right. And they got picked up pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, that, that probably, I can't say for sure, but that, I would probably contribute that to Don Bluth because a lot of the animation in this is this looks very um, physically accurate uh, as far as the space stuff, people like just getting hit very slightly, but just sort of sending them arching, yeah. floating away. Yeah. Um, yeah. No complaints on the animation, really. So that happens. They escape. Good job. They go to a moon planet with a bunch of exploding balloon plants um and a bunch of bat people we're back to bats um and the bat people teach them how to read the map to get to where the titan has been hidden but then the dread show up uh, yeah. pretty much pretty much every part of the story is going to end up with then the dread the show dread up, show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool um, way to force them to do to leave i guess yeah it's, it's like, just like they have to keep moving yeah uh so then the dread show up and they capture Matt Damon, Andrew Barrymore. So they leave that planet because... Oh, they get kidnapped. They, they get captured. Yeah, um, Drew Barrymore and Kale. And then the uh, the rest of the crew, they're like, hey, we're going to go... We're going to go save them. They're so space they, Italians now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they don't really need saving. Um, the yeah. Drew Barrymore gets sent to like seems to imply that it's like a hooker place like they, they sent her to be a part of a sex trade I think I don't know because they just like shoot her out of the ship for some like they just get rid of her because they only need kale and she just goes to like like a slum planet or something I don't know what it is it doesn't make sense that they didn't just kill her but yeah it doesn't um and, and so they, they end up rescuing her and then they're like okay now we have to go rescue kale on the way to rescue Kale, Kale rescues himself by stealing uh, one of the Dredge ships. Yeah. And so that's good. But now the Dredge has a copy of the map. Yeah. So, so the clock is ticking for everyone. Mm-hmm. Next up, they, they go to one of these Earthling colonies just to like uh, refuel. And then uh, Matt Damon, Drew Barrymore find out that the captain, Corso, has betrayed them and is working with the Dredge. Oh my god, too. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> just see like a gaping mouth over here. Yeah. Just like pretty much just a mouth. <laughs> so so yeah, they they a lot of the we're glossing over a lot of things because they're not important. Um not. it doesn't it doesn't matter. They, but they find out this is a big thing. They find out that the captain, Captain what, Corsair, Corso, Corso, yeah is working with the dredge this whole time to get them the map in exchange for uh space money um so they overhear that and then they matt damon and drew barrymore i'm not going to call them by their names anymore uh yeah they try to leave and they basically get chased and gunned down by the captain and nathan lane's i think his name's like preed preed yeah. yeah, it's pretty. Oh, and when they get gunned down, I, I did a little pause and rewind. It was awesome. Yeah, the the laser 
the animation for it, the laser, you can see it going through um, Drew Barrymore's shoulder. Like you can see it exiting. Yeah. Like not not just like a boo, oh, it, it got hit. It, you see it all the way through. It was so oh, cool. A lot of care went into the animation. Almost no care. Like it's almost as if the story was like an excuse to just animate. Which um, it may, very well may have been. Don Bluth was just about the animation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All these other movies were pretty good. But yeah, so they they leave. They go off on their own. And nobody, no, none of the other people on the crew know that Captain Corso and Preed are bad guys. So they're just like, why'd they leave? And he's like, oh, they're, they were chickens, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they, bunch, they're pussies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're pussies. Well, what are we going to do? We're just, we're going to go and find that place, whatever. Um, but they end up at, in this like ice asteroid field or ice crystal field i don't even know what it like i think it's ice right yeah it's ice yeah and that's where the titan is it's like covered in a sheet of ice and it's like hidden in this so they get in there um and uh nathan not nathan fillion um nathan fillion shows up firefly just pulls up if if (laughs) um matt damon's character they like start you know they're they're exploring the ship and he gets a message from his dad and he finds out that by turning this ship on and making everything work it will like rebuild a new planet earth yes like just that easily and somehow um this child who was five at the time that this machine was built is the only one that can that can finish the process this this now 19 but at the time five-year-old child is the only one that can succeed and that's when the dreads show up that's when captain corso shows up and they have they have a pretty honestly it's a pretty cool um climactic battle corso switching back to the side of humanity but only because i think that was the only option he saw for survival I don't think yeah. he really, I don't think he really did it out of uh, being a decent person. Well, um, Matt Damon's character, like they they fall off the side, and Matt Damon's character like tries to save his life, even though um, the captain had tried to kill them like a bunch of times. So like maybe that like changed his mind. But like, man, maybe I'm just the worst fucking person ever. Maybe I, I yeah maybe you're a terrible person. It could know. be. It but then he. Um, Kale, Matt Damon's character, figures out a way to transfer the energy beings that are the dredge into like a power source um, to to power this Titan uh, machine. Um, All of this he does within the span of maybe like 30 minutes of being in the machine that he's never seen before, really never worked on, but he's able to figure out how to transfer sentient beings into a new form of energy there's a fun line where where he's running to go do this and and they're like hey we're gonna buy you some time how much time do you need he's like oh a few hours the the actual answer and they're like oh you have five minutes but he does it he he definitely (laughs) does do it 
Well, the worst part is at that point, he's already done the like the conversions. He just needs to get like one of the one of the like clamps to clamp. Yeah. It's not even like super technical stuff at this point. And I want to remind everyone that Kale at the beginning of this story was not a high level worker. He was not like at some super like important job doing all this super space work. He was like a scrap miner. Yeah. Scrap miner, like maybe with some mechanic know-how. Yeah. How did he, how, how is he like, how does he know how to do all this? I mean, it's implied at the very beginning of the movie that like he, he's like a, maybe a, a mechanical genius or something, but like he's five. Yeah. And there's always, oh man, movies always do that when it's just like, this dude's like a dumbass. Except he's really smart. There's a part where, like, uh, there's a machine that, like, I guess has the map of the galaxy or the universe, and it's going fucking haywire. And he comes in for like a minute, and he's yeah. just like, doo, 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 presses some buttons on the computer, and it fixes it. And the dude, the scientist, uh, fucking, was it G- G- goon? Goon, fucking yeah. goon is just like, oh, how did you do that? <laughs> I loved Goon. Goon was so stupid. Goon was stupid, but I loved him. Yeah. I finished my nap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's basically it. Then you know the the aliens get converted into fuel, and uh, they create a new Earth, which they promptly name Bob. Um, just brushing over the fact. I mean, so like this earth comes built with an ocean. It comes built it with does. volcanoes. <laughs> like all this stuff. It's just like, bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> like I think the implication <laughs> is that like because they're in like an asteroid field that's like there's ice everywhere. Like I guess there is a shit ton of water and other elements, but like there's a lot of shit in the earth. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if like the even even when it's like a fantasy movie this is really stretching it of creating a an earth that has all the continents um i'm pretty sure they were like the same continents that we have now they were they were they weren't pangea it wasn't one giant continent that has yet to break up they created it was just a copy paste job of earth yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure i saw india i was like And like they saved all the, they have all the animals and stuff in little, um, in little like tubes and whatever. And honestly, that's the biggest suspension of disbelief that all these animals hadn't already gone extinct by the year 3000, whatever. But yeah. what? <laughs> Tell me there's still leopards by then? Okay. Yeah. The, the real suspension of disbelief is that humanity is around in the 31st yeah. century. But that's basically it. And that kind of brings us back around to why was this machine built? Yeah, 100%. Uh, like, and why was it a threat? Like, it's just like it boggles the mind. Why did you start working on a thing to build a new earth? Did you want to build like a neighboring earth? Because maybe, maybe humanity had ruined that earth and they wanted to, maybe they wanted to build like a, a new earth so that they could go to a new earth and destroy that one too fair but like this is a this is a setting where there are other multiple habitable planets yeah it shows that they're aliens they're aliens throughout the universe obviously there's habitable zones everywhere so you don't have to and so it's really just a plan b for earth 
but that plan B for Earth, just in case it gets destroyed, is the thing that got your fucking planet destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make sense why it would, like, I don't, like, if they were like, this was originally a, a super weapon that we then changed into, you know, magic Earth uh, 3D printer, maybe that, okay, sure, but no. Nothing. It was, from the beginning, this was just to create, recreate the Earth for some reason. Yeah, and maybe they would only it would be a threat if they were like, we built this thing that builds planets, but it only works if we harvest the energy of the dredge and we have to like start murdering their civilization. Then, yeah. then I would understand the dredge being like, okay, we'll preemptive strike. No, the only reason they have to use the dredge is because it got damaged yeah. by the dredge like uh, 15 years ago or something. And now it just needs extra juice. Yeah, it's power cells were damaged or some some shit. Makes and no then, sense. Um, and of course, it, it ends. It ends with uh, you know, as you said, they named the planet Bob. Yeah. Um, and Bru- Bruce. <laughs> I was gonna say Bruce Barrymore. Uh, Bruce <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore. Um, is like I'm never gonna call it Bob. So it's Earth Two, and then they ended on a kiss, and then. Right after that kiss, I mean, I guess we can assume for some time passing, but right after that kiss in the movie, it just shows all of the ships of humans coming back. And it's like, did they send out a beacon? Yeah. It's just like, hey, come home. It, the movie did a good job of making it feel like there was like seven dudes left. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is actually like ships and ships and ships and ships of people. Yeah. I don't know. And it, there's a lot of things that like, there's too much suspension of disbelief in this movie for me. Um, for sure. And that's coming from someone who loves Star Wars and Star Trek, you know? Yeah. I'll accept a lot. I, I know. Uh, I, I felt the same after this viewing. Um, I do have to, I'm, I want to highlight two, two moments in this movie that live rent-free in my head all the time. Like a, yeah. kind, of, kind of like a song that gets stuck in your head. Sometimes it'll just pop up. Uh, yeah. The, the part with the, the gravity generator in the mess hall where the little bug guy's like, it just needs some love. Yeah. That part comes up in my head. And also there's a scene where Goon, Goon um, he, he has this device and he's like fixated on it and he's trying to figure out what it is. And he's like, I built it in my sleep, but I don't know what it does, but I used a very dangerous chemical in building it. And so it's just this thing, a device with a button on it that he built in his sleep it's just like what the fuck? I don't know. They they never come back to it. No, it has no relevance. But I but, love that. But part. it's another goon scene. So <laughs> it's all another goon scene. <laughs> all goon scenes are good scenes. After this viewing, I'm coming away with like I'm giving this probably a four out of ten. But yeah. you know, for nostalgia's sake, so I still love it. So in my heart, I still have it at like a seven, probably. Yeah, I would say I would give it like a three. Um, Maybe a four, just because. I mean, I watched it. And, <laughs> well, the animation the, is really good. The animation is good. There's only like a, two times where the animation looked bad to me, mm-hmm. and I think it's when like he's playing with like a baseball or something, and like he hands her the baseball, and for a second the baseball goes through their hands. And after I saw that, I was like, oh. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back, watch the baseball scene, and you'll be like, oh, wait, whoa, no, no, no. They messed up there. Yeah. Um, but everything else, I mean, it looks nice. Um, 
my recommendation would be if you want to watch this movie, don't, and then watch Treasure Planet instead. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's still worth viewing if you just want to watch some not good. be having fun. if you you want to watch a a don bluth movie i mean there are much better ones i have it i have one on my list that you brought up uh secret of nim yeah story about super smart rat civilization love Mm -hmm. that shit really good um yeah i guess this one just fell flat a bit and kind of explains why we have not seen another feature film from don bluth studios since this film yeah Um, yeah yeah overall I would recommend giving this one a pass if you if if you're and I know I'm being super harsh on it, but it's not good. Like it's when there's a better movie that exists, just watch yeah. that. Just watch Treasure Planet. It's got it's got nice animation. It's got a tried and true story. I mean, it's just Treasure Island. Um, it's got hot cat people, I guess. Um, yeah, hot cat dog people love yeah and uh it's it's got pirates that are also robots yeah it's yeah that, that one is a lot better just infinitely better um as soon as i started watching this movie i'm like oh this is gonna be like treasure planet and i got excited and then it wasn't yeah so i guess i would also recommend just you, know, <laughs> you, you, you can skip this one there are much better don bluth examples and much better space adventures yeah. <laughs> let me make it easier for people Unless you have the stars add-on to your streaming services, you have to pay to watch this movie. I didn't have stars. Oh. I paid to watch this piece of shit. <laughs> so <there's a laughs> Don't nice, do what I had to do. There's a nice barrier to entry anyway, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> so, so, so save your $2.99 or whatever the hell it was. Go yeah. buy a McDouble. <laughs> You'll get more enjoyment from it. You'll get more enjoyment and you'll get like 50 cents back. (laughs) Okay, well, this has been another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.